here, you know, for brunch, every day people come in and say, so, so what, what's, what's a grit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is a grit? What, what, what are these? I and uh, I have to explain them and then... Um, they're like, oh, I've heard of this, and everybody. They probably think like biscuits or cookies. Yeah, like. <laughs> Welcome back to Necessary Baggage, the place to go for what you really need to know about travel. We're your hosts, Nairi. And I'm Casey. And we're switching it up a little bit this week. Um, we have our very first international interview. Yes, it's so exciting. Where'd you go, Casey? I went to London. That <laughs> accent is trash. It's so good. <laughs> I've been practicing. <laughs> Let me hear it. Hello, Nairi. How are you? Oh, no. Right, girl. <laughs> I got some work to do. I got some work to do. <laughs> So who did you talk to while over in London? Yeah, so I talked to my friend Jordan Harris. Um, he's originally from Tennessee. He's a Morehouse man, and he decided to just move out there for a finance job. Mm-hmm. Um, little did he know, 10 years later, he would still be there, and he would be starting his very first business. And what, what's the business? Yeah, so he owns a restaurant. It's called Stagalee's. Um, it's in the London area. It is absolutely delicious and they specialize in southern food especially fried chicken and hot chicken and it is delicious Nairi. so he's from remind me tennessee tennessee yep moved abroad for a finance job show did and ended up opening a soulful restaurant in london yes and he told me in the interview that he quit his job before he even knew what he was going to do. You can do that when you work in finance. Girl, I guess, because you know I'm in education and I just be over here like, hey kids. You can do that when you work in finance. Is soul food even a thing there? Like, well, he said it's, people try to make it a thing, but it's mm-hmm. not a thing. Not, okay. Yeah. So he's capitalizing right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. And it's interesting, the interview really goes there talking about like black culture and how abroad it's so popular, yet people haven't really capitalized mm. on it. So he's taking that moment to say, well, y'all like black folks so much. Right. Try this food. And right. it's delicious. And black folks go ahead and lead the charge in doing that abroad. Exactly. And make money while doing so. Exactly. I mean, it sounds good to me. It, it's awesome. All right, well, I'm excited to hear this one. Yeah. Right, well, anything else? Anything else we should know? How was the f- like scale one to ten? Oh, it was a ten point five. I think I saw on Instagram you made two visits. Damn, I went twice. It was so good. I recommend. I'd say the catfish was amazing. The mac and cheese, their collard greens were so good that I got it as a double side the second time I went. And most importantly, the biscuit. You're so black. I love it. I love it. Without further ado, let's get into it. All right. Hey, guys. So we are here with a really special episode this week. I am currently in London. It's super duper late at night, actually early in the morning because it's 1.45 a.m. And I'm here with my friend Jordan Harris, 
who is the brand new restaurant owner of Stagolese. And um, Jordan, just some background, he is from Tennessee. He went to Morehouse, Morehouse man, and he moved out here to London. Um, And so we're excited to share his story with you about how he, as an expat, started a business abroad. So Jordan, welcome. (laughs) Thanks. Oh, he's so humble. He's just, he's he's here. (laughs) He's excited. I think he might be a little nervous, but it's okay. We're going to warm him up. So you just opened a new restaurant, which to me is just so dope that you moved over here and you're not from here. You decided to just really plant some roots because to me, like starting a restaurant, starting a business abroad means you're going to stick around for a while. Um, So what made you get out of your, you know, financy, businessy job and decide to take that leap? Uh, Well... I guess I started to realize that my job wasn't going to make me rich or give me the freedom that I wanted to have, you know, money aside. And I figured it was time to take a risk, you know, because I was at an age where I'd have a chance to do something, mess up, and then start over again without having Mm -hmm. created too many um, consequences. So, So I got out of the job. And started thinking about things to do. and um, Oh, so when you finished your job, you still weren't sure what you wanted to do next? No. Wow. No. Yeah, I had a couple ideas. You know, in America, you know, working through black America when you're networked into it is a comparative advantage. But when you're out of sight of America, what I over time started realizing was that, I mean, there's no, there's very few black Americans outside of America. Mm-hmm. But... Um, global culture, you know, uh, highlights Black American culture. That is so like, true. We're definitely a top three culture in the world, mm-hmm. from all forms of entertainment, um, and then food as well. Like, so we, I'm doing the restaurant thing, but uh, part of it is that I'm trying to, you know, leverage the exoticism or the uniqueness of mm-hmm. you know black americana overseas because we don't because we haven't been traveling yeah but everybody knows us like you go to france and it's weird in france like in france the french are kind of racist <laughs> towards you know west africans mm-hmm. and they kind of have preconceived notions of kind of you know brown people in paris mm-hmm. But then they realize you're American, and it's like their their faces do some kind of complete Ugh. 180 sometimes. It's like, oh, oh, you're cool. Right, interesting. <laughs> so suddenly you, you go from being like, oh, I don't know if you, we want you around here, to being like, oh, we think you're the coolest people around. And it's been like that for decades, mm-hmm. like from when Paul Robeson you know, left America. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But there's not a lot of us out, so they all just know about us through movies and stories and their favorite music and uh, but we were just not out here representing. And so, like, the restaurant was an opportunity to see what um, what we can do by trying to represent black America yeah. overseas. Yeah. Do you think that there was anything different about opening a business here versus maybe, say, you had opened it in New York? Well, yeah, I think opening it. So if we opened the same restaurant in New York, the the kind of buzz or the excitement around it would 
would be less, I think. Okay. Because, I mean, there's there's menus that look like our menu mm-hmm. in New York. They're not as good. <laughs> I'm serious. Oh, no. Ashley throws down. Yeah, she throws down. <laughs> no joke. No joke. <laughs> but, um, but I think here... It's it's like it's so it's foreign, mm-hmm. you know. In America, it's like, okay, I've heard of these things. Here, you know, for brunch, every day people come in and say, "So, say what? What's what's a grit? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what is a grit? What's all these?" And uh, I have to explain them, and then um, they're like, "Oh, I've heard of this." And everybody they probably think like biscuits are cookies. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh no, the, the biscuit cookie. You know, confusion yeah. is intense, and I, I worry go. about it all the time. Or even biscuit scone thing. Mm, like, yeah, I was like, how do I tell people that? Because a scone is not a biscuit, but they look right. Looks like, just like if it. You look if you Google it. Yeah, the pictures of a scone look just like a biscuit. But it, that's what's been fun. Like edu- yeah. the education um, of people here about our food, and and people are excited to learn about you know how uh, what's What's when you're like, what are grits or this? Oh, cornbread. Oh. People lose their minds over cornbread. Really? I mean, cornbread is good. I know, but, you know, corn, I mean, cornbread is a staple food. Like, I right, that's true. I've been eating cornbread yeah. forever. Since, since I was, They're like, yeah. they'll look at the menu and say, what, what is cornbread? Like, yeah. Where'd you get the name from for your restaurant? Uh, well, so, um, so Staggerly is... Uh, kind of like an old uh, African American f- folk tale story blues song, mm-hmm. um, and it's loosely based on a true story about a, a real person in, in St. Louis. But it kind of drew, grew and developed its own um, its own life separate from that story. Mm-hmm. And Staggerly was. Kind of an outlaw, bad man character, mm-hmm. and he was, um, you know, in this in the song, the police were afraid of him, mm-hmm. which it was seemed uh, timely. Yeah, listen, <laughs> a timely, I heard uh, inspiration, that. and I hear that. Um, and also, you know, basically when he dies, he goes to hell, and he says, "Stand back, Tom Devil, you stick me with your pitchfork, I'll shoot you with my forty-one." And so it was like, he's, you know, he's tough. he was a tough guy. Yeah. So we were doing hot chicken. And I was like, all right, well, you know, hot chicken. You know, are you bad enough for the hot mm-hmm. chicken? Are you bad? like? Staggerly? I was not bad enough for the hot chicken. <laughs> it was too hot for me. <laughs> and people, people, people think, I, I, I put clear words to say hot means hot. Right. <laughs> people still go for it anyway. People don't read. People don't read. So... I went to the restaurant, y'all, and I went twice, <laughs> two days in a row, um, and I tried a bunch of different kinds of chicken and some mac and cheese. The collard greens were so good. The biscuits are ridiculous. Um, I had some catfish. I ate all of that. Don't judge me. <laughs> and it was delicious. And the first thing I thought was, damn, this is good. I wish it was in New York. The second thing I thought was, is soul food even a thing here? Like, are there any other restaurants like that? Um, there's place. There's a lot of places claiming to be American mm-hmm. or Southern American. Like, what happens is, you know, American television is 
what everybody, a lot of people watch, especially in an English-speaking country. Mm-hmm. Like, we spend more money on our programming, so it becomes more entertaining as a result. And so they see a lot of Americana on television, and they travel. to. So a lot of people have been to the States, and they like it, and they like the food. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it a lot, but you, they, no one's here really replicating it. So yeah. I was like, all right, maybe this is an opportunity and see, you know, see how it goes. Like if we make good, real, authentic American food. Whereas they think a lot of people here think burgers and pizza mm. is all Americans Which eat. Is not, and, uh, or like when I'm saying we're opening a southern restaurant, southern restaurant, it's like, oh, you doing Cajun food? <laughs> it's like, well, that's you know, Louisiana. It's like, oh, you doing ribs? It's like, no. No, we're not, not really. Good. Might sometimes, but no. I mean, that's not that's not what we eat. <laughs> um. So, what through this process has been the most important thing that you've learned about Jordan? Um. Learned about myself. I don't know. I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm not a. I'm not big on my self reflection stuff. I'm like I just kind of. Try and get things done. Mm-hmm. And try and. Um, well, I guess I learned that, or I reinforced the fact that I work better when I have people depending on thing, me doing mm, things. Okay. I think I'm not so good about doing things for myself. But mm. if once you know other people are going to get let down, then I'm like, all right, I got to make sure to put a little more effort into this thing or you yeah. know, make sure something's not so bad. That's a great lesson to learn about yourself. That's awesome. Yeah. So let's talk about your business partner, y'all. I love her. And unfortunately, we couldn't work it out so that both of them could be um, doing the interview tonight. But why? what made you partner with her? Her name is Ashley, and you can tell us more. What made you partner with her? And like, how did you finally convince her to get started on this endeavor? (laughs) Um, Well, let's see. So Ashley was out here. So I've known Ashley since college. Before she went into um, her career, and we just kind of would see each other in passing, and then um, she came out to London to work at a Michelin-starred restaurant for a year, and kind of a, a little before that, I'd already been upset that you know I came out to London. There were no burrito places. I was like, there should be burrito places, and then two years later, <laughs> there were burrito places with loads of people out the door. I was like, that's so mm. simple. So. I was thinking, I started thinking about food stuff then. And when Ashley was out here, I was like, yeah, you know, we, we should probably do some kind of restaurant out here. Um, and I mentioned it and we talked about it and it was all kind of like, yeah, that'd be great kind of stuff. Right. Uh, but I think fortunately for me, Ashley's a very uh, goal-driven person and she sets lots of personal goals that are lofty and uh, exciting and one was for her to have her own restaurant mm. by the time she was 30. Okay. So, you know, I might have just slid in and was like, we can open a restaurant. You about to turn 30. <laughs> you <laughs> reminded her like, of her oh. clock that was ticking. <laughs> like, oh, well, yeah, I said, yeah, I did say that. And, uh, <laughs> I, I, I am interested in doing that. So I kind of got lucky that you know, she, yeah. she was, that she was, she was on, that, on that tip because, I mean, it's, you know, it's very, it's a rare thing to want to um, jump out and do your own thing mm-hmm. and take that risk. Even though a lot of people talk about it and we, you know, we want to be like, I'm going to hustle and grind. And, yeah. But it's, 
it's real doing it yourself and kind of being out there and like um what is your favorite item on the stagolese menu um what's good on the menu i mean biscuits i agree biscuits i agree uh, <laughs> i think you should add the biscuits to the dinner menu that was a, that was heard a, it here a whole first. <laughs> heard it here first. <laughs> that was a long debate. We were like, all right, do we do biscuits, biscuits or do we do cornbread? Are... Biscuits and cornbread, because you know, in the, like chick, you get chicken and biscuits, right? Yeah, man. I mean, and it's hard too, right? Because the cornbread is so good, but those biscuits, they were so. Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, the biscuits. Actually, so that was a great, great week last year. Biscuit testing week. Oh, that's a great, yeah. Ashley was like, yeah, I'm going to work on these biscuits this week. I was like, okay, okay, well, <laughs> you know, make the biscuit. Right. I'll, I'll test it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we always end the episode with our necessary item. Do you have anything that when you're traveling, whether it be Kilimanjaro or Paris or back home, like, is there something that you feel like you always need to have or take with you? Um, I guess, let me think. So... I mean, lately, the main thing that I definitely got to have with me are my, like, wireless headphones. Yeah. You know, it's necessary. Um, I was in, over the New Year's, I was in Peru, and I was posted up in, like, the jungle doing some random stuff. And uh, <laughs> I had my, I was like, so just me in the jungle with my music, mm-hmm. and that um, Childish Gambino album came yeah. out. I was just playing that all the time, and it was... It was like impactful on my trip. It's like music back as a background yeah. to your journey is always cool. I agree. I love being in a foreign place that's really different, right? Like a jungle, like doing an ATV tour, but listening to your like music like that yeah. or like Kendrick or something, it just gives it like a really dope vibe. Yeah, yeah, it definitely it definitely makes you it highlights the the like outrageousness of, you know, being like, all right, yeah. so I'm just so I'm just like, you know, a little black kid from Tennessee yeah. and I'm out here in Hong Kong walking down the street. Yeah. <laughs> it brings you back. <laughs> you need it brings that. You back. Yeah, that that connection. Cool, cool. Um, so thank you so much. I really appreciate this. And all right, this is cool. Yeah, y'all. It is like now two twenty two AM and we're both tired. We're about to go to sleep. but thanks for tuning in as always um follow us at necessary baggage on instagram and we hope you enjoyed the show um ciao cheers bye-bye (laughs) bye-bye